0: So, yep. Well, thank God that we're here again tonight. And if we were in the first century, we'd, be, we'd probably be saying goodnight. night, time to go home. We've been here all day. But here we are at this time. It is great to see you here this evening. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Dear God in heaven, thank you. Thank you so very much for giving us life, for granting to us life allowing us to live and move and have our very being to have been able to enjoy friendships and relationships and just that our body is functioning. and We're just thankful, Lord God, to you for blessing us and allowing us to make a choice. And Lord God, for being with us and helping us to make our choice and our decision to be with you. Please bless our worship this evening. We pray that we will have honored you in all that we have said and done. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray that be that will. Amen. Luke chapter 6 is where we're going tonight. The apostles. Jesus chose the apostles. And what an amazing opportunity. But at the same time, what a very difficult an extremely challenging life to live. These men, their lives were literally turned upside down. They were transformed and, and changed into some, some people that um, brought amazing impacts on the world. So we'll talk about them for a bit. Uh, beginning, if you will, at verse 12. And it was at that time that he went off to the mountain to pray. And he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when day came, He called His disciples to Him and chose twelve of them, whom He also named as apostles. And so these men uh, who were chosen by God were not only were they hand-picked, Jesus prayed all night before He made the decision. They were critical and critically important to the mission of God and to the world. In verse 14 it says, Simon, whom He also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, and James and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, was called Zealot. Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became the traitor. Matthew chapter 10, please, in verse 1. They were given authority from God, by God, to do the work of God. They were given authority over, over men, over evil spirits, over the spirit world in Matthew 10 and verse 1 the Bible says in having summoned his 12 disciples he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness please turn to John 15 think about what kind of person uh, you have to be to take on this work of God you have to be a man of humility now the Apostle struggled with humility but when you have power over the unclean spirits and over the demon world, you've got to have humility because they could have gone in a very wrong and bad direction. Verse 16, the Bible says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. This I command you, that you love one another. So, these men looking for the kingdom, let's go to Acts chapter 1, have a power over over the spirit world and even are given power over mankind as time goes on. And the message that they're going to proclaim to the world will not only be impactful, but it will be a message spoken for thousands of years after they're gone. There has to be a measure of godliness and humility in these men, and yet they struggled like we all with humility. Acts 1 and verse 5. For John baptized with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by His own authority. And so their question, is it at this time? You know, they're not sure what kind of position they're going to receive in this kingdom. They're not really sure what kind of kingdom this is going to be. They know it's a powerful kingdom. And the kingdom restored from David. And they know there's something amazing coming. And they're a part of it. And they're not just a part of it. They're leaders in it. And they're excited. But what kind of men are they? Acts 4 and verse thirteen They're Galileans. Galileans? They're fishermen. Fishermen in those days definitely didn't have a, a high education, and education wasn't uh, a priority on their list. Survival, if you will, at sea. In Acts four and verse thirteen, they had something to say about Galilean. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be with Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do the work or the will of God. Acts 22, please, in verse 3. These men were uneducated men. They were untrained men. But the exception will come later, and that's Paul. So the apostle Paul, who was foreknown Saul, Acts 22 and verse 3, Paul says, I am a Jew uh, born of Tarsus and Cilicia, but brought up in the city, educated under Gamaliel, strictly according to the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, just as you are, all are today. And then chapter 5, that's Paul's defense. Chapter 5 tells us something about Gamaliel and who he is, this famous teacher of the day in Judaism. In verse 34, But a certain Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up in the council and gave orders to put the men outside for a short time. So you have Paul, uh, Saul at this time, who is wreaking havoc upon the church, an educated man. And then you have by the way, in a trained man. And then you have uneducated men turning the world upside down. And, and Saul receives letters, if you will, to go after these men in this, and the way, if you will, known at that time, the church, and to persecute it. And yet it's these uneducated and untrained men whom Paul doesn't recognize that he thought he knew God, but he didn't. They knew God. Right. And Paul just knew that he had it Together, but this man becomes an apostle of God, a servant of the Lord, and he's different from the rest. Acts twenty two, please, and let's go to first Corinthians. I'm 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 not I'm off of my, my list here. First Corinthians chapter one. The uneducated. The uneducated that was all part of God's plan. And when when we say uneducated, we're talking men who have common sense, right? I mean, they have an education. They just didn't pursue education. They pursued fishing and other traits, most of the apostles. But listen to what the Bible says in verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Isn't it amazing that the message of God to people, some people today, it, it seems foolish. This is a, you know, religion, you people, you people, you know there's something wrong with you people and they see us as as foolish and and simple and simple-minded and thank god that we are simple-minded people who just believe and still believe and follow common sense right i didn't put the sun there somebody else did that's just common sense right I didn't put the moon there, and the stars, and the galaxies. And I can't explain to you how in the world the earth is spinning, and yet I'm not dizzy. I don't know, right? I don't need to figure any of that out, but I know I didn't do it, and no man did it. And so it just, it just takes common sense, if you will. In verse 26, sometimes we become so educated that we, we think we're smarter than God. Verse 26 says, For consider your calling, brethren, that there are not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised, God has chosen the things that are not, that he might nullify the things that are. That no man should boast before God. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that just as it is written, that those who boast, boast in the Lord, the humble. John chapter 7, just common sense, right? Common sense. Don't lose your common sense. Say what happens, sadly. Some of our young, our young folks who go to school, they go out to college, and professors put on their white coats, and then all of a sudden they become the authoritarian. They become the authority. And when those men and women with white coats on begin to challenge the Bible, our young folks who maybe weren't prepared for what they're about to hear begin to fall away. So it's important that we remind our young folks, don't walk away from your common sense. Hold on to what you know to be true. Hold on, hold on to Jesus. It's not the educated. It's because a person has a degree. It doesn't make them smarter than everyone else. Have you ever seen a smart, dumb person? (laughs) I'll say that humbly. Maybe you might say, yeah. Yeah, I think I have. Just sometimes we walk away from common sense. Anyone that says to you that God does not exist and God can't be real is a smart, dumb person. And you can say that because it's true. In fact, they're not only smart, dumb people, they're foolish people, because God said so. It's in the Bible, you know. Hold on to your common sense and what you know to be true. So these men were uneducated, and and yet the educated were the people that were persecuting these men who had what we know to be now, the truth. And in John 7, in verse 50, the Bible says, Nicodemus said to them, he who came to him before, being one of them, Our law does not judge a man unless it first hears from him and knows what he is doing, does it? And they answered and said to him, You are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. And so, you know, there's this big question about Galileans. You know, these people are not smart, and and why would you follow them? Why would you listen to them? Well, these men have the word of God. And they would perform miracles in front of these smart people. And these smart people would walk away as if they knew more or um, they were going to find a way to deceive the people into not following what they see with their own eyes. And think about what happened in that day. They were able to cause some people to just disbelieve what they saw with their very own eyes, what they heard with their very own ears the apostles who were not so smart according to the world standard please turn to second uh, peter uh, chapter 1 did not pick up a pen if you will and begin to write they picked up a pen and the holy spirit wrote through them verse 20 the apostle says to us but know this first of all that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So they not only spoke from God, they wrote by the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have a chance where God said, I want you to think about how you're going to respond to this answer, or write about what you think. They wrote what they knew as God directed them. And what's amazing when you read the Bible is that Second uh, Timothy please chapter three you find that the Bible doesn't contradict. And you can read through it over and over and time and time again. And you find that these, these over all these years with these, these 40 different men inspired by God writing from different education levels, different, um, uh, uh, edu- different occupations, they all wrote in a different time, in a different era. And yet, in the time they wrote, everything fit together so perfectly. Only God could do that. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, all scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequately equipped for every good deed. Here's here's a problem. The, The men who were supposed to know the truth didn't. And the people followed them. And instead of taking the time to research and ensure that that what they're being led by or what they're being taught is true and accurate, the people just, they just follow. And that's not where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to follow, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. We're supposed to follow only what we know to be true in the scriptures, and we find it, demonstrate it, if you will, in humanity. And we find that humans are not exemplifying Christ, we walk away from that kind of teaching. And that's really important. That would have saved, if you will, the world in the sense that more people would have come to Christ if they wouldn't have just followed blindly the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sanhedrin, if you will, that group of men who were the smart people who defied God, who stood opposed to God. And we have to be very careful not to find ourselves being tricked and trapped because we're lazy if you will we don't go back and read you gotta read the Bible brethren right? we have to read the Bible John 14 we have to be students of God's word and make sure or ensure that what's being said is true and accurate and right not culturally right scripturally right it has to be right it has to be true It has to be honorable. It has to be from God. So John 14 and verse 14. The Bible says, If you ask me anything, speaking to the apostles, in my name I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not, Behold Him or know Him, but you know Him because He abides with you and will be in you. Think about, think just for a moment. Think just for a moment. God gave us this book. Right? And when when someone comes along and says to you, I don't believe the Bible, they're saying, I don't believe God. And, and, and when, when the apostles went on their way and, and they began to talk about God or what the Word of God is, the, the people said, we don't believe that. But you believe in God. Don't let anyone take that from you. And verse 25, speaking of the apostles, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. And then it goes on to say, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I said to you and so they were guided 100% by God there's so many arguments now about you know when you read the Bible you know what you know um, whether the Bible's right whether the Bible's true don't walk away from your common sense right don't leave your common sense John 15 and verse 12 speaking to the disciples this is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. What an amazing honor. What an amazing honor. These men were called the friends of God. Abraham's a friend of God. These men are called the friends of God. Don't you want to be a friend of God? What an honor. What an amazing responsibility God has placed upon these people. But what an amazing blessing God gave to them. And joy, joy filled their hearts. These men loved God so very much. Being guided by the Holy Spirit. Understanding what what others in the world did not. That they were willing and ready. And they did. For the most part, all died. They were all executed for the cause of Christ. How much do I, how much do I know Jesus? And how much do I love Jesus today? Would I have been willing? Turn to Revelation, please, uh, chapter 2. Would I have been willing to die for Jesus then? Maybe I can only answer that question by asking myself today, are you willing to die for Jesus? today some of us aren't even willing to give up our television to read the bible I'm not saying you can't watch television but you got to read the bible every day brethren right I mean that's what we're called to do we got to pick up the book God is talking to us and God wants me to know something today and he says my word will never go out here's God's promise Isaiah 55 uh, verse 11. My word will never go out without accomplishing what I desire. And he gave an example. As the rain comes down from the sky and the snow, and it always waters the ground, my word will always do something. It's always going to sink into your heart. God's always going to give you what he wants you to know today. Don't you want to know every day what God wants you to know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Today God wanted me to know something. So I needed to read to find out what God wanted me to know. Because the word of God is, is living. Right? Right? and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's going to pierce me a little bit. It's going to correct me. It's going to mold me. These men were carrying this book in their hearts and their minds because God put it in them and they wrote it down for us. A message from God. What an amazing opportunity. What an amazing blessing. But I wonder if Jesus had chosen me and said, Tony, put down your fishing net and follow me. Would I have put down my fishing net? and follow Jesus. When I've been one of the other men, when you read about others and they say, well, wait, Jesus, I'll come, but first let me go and do this, and then I'll join you. And that's not what, that's not what God wants us to do. These men, I, I, the honor that we should have for these men uh, should be so high that these men are, are men who walk with Jesus. And Jesus said, here, I gave you the word, and I gave it to the apostles. Now listen to what they say. And they wrote it down in a book by way of by inspiration if you will the holy spirit put it in them to give it to us do you want to know what jesus wants you to know today every day there were false apostles too verse 1 of revelation 2 to the angel of the church in ephesus write the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands says this i know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance and that you cannot endure evil men and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false and so they're false apostles and so today, in fact, there's a, there's a man today his name is Tony this is really, this is, this is true Apostle Tony Cloud yeah, he's on the internet somewhere I don't even know who he is <laughs> I said one day I type my name in and I go, oh wait, what's going on? There are false apostles out there. There are still still churches today that are believing uh, that there are are apostles that guide them today. And these men are guided by the Holy Spirit and guided by God, and we know it's not true. In their day, they also dealt with people who posed as false apostles, and yet they had to continue to teach God's Word and walk in a manner that's pleasing to Jesus. Before we get into the apostles uh, in this lesson uh, series, let's Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. There are marks. In other words, there are qualifications of an apostle. So one didn't just become an apostle. One had to have these qualifications that were established by God. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 1. Am I not free? Paul speaking. Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? Every apostle had to see Jesus physically with their eyes they had to literally see Jesus 2nd Corinthians please chapter 12 and so we know automatically today apostles would be kind of ruled out and you know they try to say though well they saw Jesus in the spirit and that's not, that's not what it's talking about they had to see Jesus 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 I become foolish you yourselves compelled me actually I should have been commended by you for in no respect was I inferior to the most eminent apostles even though I am a nobody the signs of a true apostle are performed among you with all perseverance by signs and wonders and miracles so second thing apostles had the ability they they didn't see Jesus the ability to perform miracles they weren't just able to perform miracles they were as you continue reading in Acts able to pass the miracle on to someone else, so they had this power to not only perform a miracle by the works of the Holy Spirit, they were able to, by the by the desire of the Holy Spirit, the will of the Holy Spirit, pass the miracle, if you will, the miraculous gift over to someone else of God's choosing. God chose both the gift in that case as well as the individual. First uh, Acts chapter one. They also had to be uh, within a specific time frame, and that's why Paul says. I am one born out of due season. He did not fit into this time frame, if you will. But he was God's choice. Acts chapter 1 in verse 20. The Bible says, For it is written in the book of the Psalms, Let his homestead be made desolate, and let no man dwell in it, and his office let another take. And so that's talking about Judas being replaced. It is therefore necessary that of the men whom have accompanied us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and went out among us. So here's the one part. They had to be with Jesus, right? When Jesus went in and went out, this man, man had to accompany them and in some sense, beginning with the baptism of John until the day that he was taken up from us. And one of these should become a witness with us in his resurrection. So there were other men besides the apostles who were walking closely with Jesus. Okay? But these men are specifically chosen and they have this specific qualification to be called or chosen by God to be apostles. And then Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 1 a specific time frame the first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after suffering by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. And so these men were uniquely special chosen by God guided by the Holy Spirit directed and we're reading the words of Jesus as they wrote as the Holy Spirit led them all the way. How much of the Bible do you believe? It's laid out so perfectly, and it and it 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 calls for it just calls for common sense, right? You can't read the Bible and just throw away common sense. You won't get it. You just won't get it. The apostles. Lowell we'll pick this up next week, and we'll start talking about the apostles and their mission, and their work in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for your time tonight. Please, I encourage you, read the Bible every day. Just find a book. If you, if you, if you need somewhere to start um, in reading, I, I don't, I'm not going to give you an answer. Um, I'll say this, just open it. Just pick one verse. Just read one verse. Just, if you want to close your eyes and just do like this, just do that and just read that verse just to get you going. But allow the Word of God to connect you with God, with Jesus. So I encourage you that tonight. If you're not a child of God, we encourage you to come tonight to be baptized in Christ for the remission of your sins. If you're struggling, and you like prayers made on your behalf, if there's anything we can do for you, please come. While together we stand and sing our song.